they would totally <laughs> use it. Yeah. Okay, you want to record? You ready? Yes, yep, let's yes, do. we're recording. We're recording. Talk into your mic. Hello, yeah, and one, two. Like no big deal, but sorry, I that's okay. I on. know. I know. I should help you by giving you. We'll get. We'll get another mic stand. We'll do that. I have one. Check one, two. Uh, 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 genius moves. Smart stuff. Shortcuts. So glad we did that. Things that we did that worked. Welcome to the Hope Writers Podcast. Whether you're a dreamer, beginner, longtime blogger, future author, or already published, if you want your writing to give others hope, welcome home. We want to give you hope. This is episode six of season one, Steal Our Genius Moves. Each of us will share an idea that we've tried and how we live or work that has turned into a genius move that has made life easier, better, more fulfilling, has really helped us as writers. Ideas such as a genius book angle, the geniusness of girlfriends with a purpose, a genius idea for turning disappointment upside down, a simple genius move for actually getting writing done, and the book husband. Yeah, genius. You never know when some idea you try just might change how you do things or how you think. So steal our genius moves, but I guess it's not stealing if we give it to you, right? And hopefully you'll be inspired to discover your own. That's coming up in this episode. The Hope Writer Podcast is brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers of hope. We know how lonely and overwhelming this writing life can be. That's why we started Hope Writers. And right now, you can go inside Hope Writers for a week for one dollar. Just visit hopewriters.com slash trial to join Hope Writers for one week for a buck. We'd love to connect with you soon inside Hope Writers. That's hopewriters.com slash trial. Your hosts on the podcast and at Hope Writers are sisters and authors Emily P. Freeman and Michael and Smith. They've blogged for 10 years and written a bunch of books. Marketing and tech guru Brian Dixon, who also writes books. And me, Gary Moreland, Michael and Emily's dad. I'm writing my first book right now. The previous episode of the Hope Writers podcast was Should You Blog? Can blogging help your goals as a writer? What's the best way to use a blog? You heard why Brian decided not to write a book and his reason could help you think about your blogging. Well, that's the previous episode, episode five of season one, Should You Blog? Right now, steal our genius moves. Let's say you have a need, a pain, an obstacle, a desire, or an idea and you think maybe it could help your writing life. But maybe it seems like a small or unlikely or crazy idea. One thing you could do, don't back away. Engage it. Be courageously creative. Push through any feeling of risk and doubt and find out what's there. Take a chance and try something. It could turn into a genius move for you. Emily. Well, my one of my genius move was to write a book with the word Tuesday in it. <laughs> that was so brilliant. Good. So good. But I didn't do Your that master much. plan. <laughs> Have you had copycats? It's like it's mostly well, Monday. It's people like... have asked me. It's kind of Wednesday. Um, well, people, really, I'm the copycat because Tuesdays with Maury was first. But, you know, I didn't copy that. I would not even that. associate that. People were like, oh, you're the Tuesday. Yeah. But why was that? Say why that was Well, it was genius mean. because it gives you a real reason every week to talk about your book. Yep. <laughs> and you can blend it in to the day of the week. Um, but, to the message of the book fits in with the message of Tuesday, which Tuesday is the most regular day of the week. Um, and so we have this whole hashtag, you know, hashtag it's simply Tuesday. And every week it's a reason to come like for, you know, for example, we do that on Instagram and it's a reason to talk about it. It's, but it's not just the book. It's also sort of a 
It's a movement. It's it's a movement. People look forward to Tuesday. Well, I do. I wear my shirt on purpose on Tuesday. Yeah, I wore you mine do? this week. Did you wear yours this week? I wore mine last week. I wore it this week. Um, yeah, so that was like, I stumbled into that. But I think that it just sort of, I started out ahead of the game as far as for myself. Like I, it made it a little bit easier because it's like, oh, a day of the week, here we go. So, so you could just, yeah, you could so extend good. that. I mean, there's only seven days in the week, okay? But you could st- extend it to weather, probably, you right? probably could. You don't want to do monthly. You don't want to do a month, though, because then you can only talk about it like once a year. Right. <laughs> unless so. it's like, unless it's a product or it's something like that's related to the month. So. Seasonal, something seasonal. seasonal. So the lesson time learned yeah. is try to tie it to what people are actually experiencing. Tie it to something that people are going to experience no matter what. Yeah, yeah right. like. I mean, like, yeah, there's things, I mean, there's reasons why books about motherhood come out around Mother's Day. You know, that's a genius move. Like, it yeah. just it gives you a reason to talk about it. Reason for people. It's top of mind. Something that's mm-hmm. top of mind. That's so great. It's oh, I a can. really genius move. <laughs> <laughs> On ex- accidental genius. Yeah. It still counts. Still oh, counts. Oh, totally. counts just as much. Yeah. <laughs> Even better. You didn't have to plan it. Right, right. My genius move is just getting together in person with other people doing the kind of thing I'm doing. So that started off blogging with conferences, and then it kind of changed into sometimes Facebook groups where we would run into each other at certain other events. And then even recently, just inviting people. Emily came, a couple of other of our friends who are writers came. I just invite them to come to the house and stay the weekend. And we didn't have like a set schedule, but we kind of knew things we wanted to talk about. We talked about it before, different questions we would ask, or we even did genius moves we did. and idiot moves We with listened them. to their genius moves yeah. and idiot moves because we want, and I took notes. Did you take notes? Yes. We all took notes. Oh, it's changed my whole plans so it's, it's for like, my the rest of the year. It's like girlfriends in a way, right? But you're also a in a ship with a purpose. Yeah, kind right. of. It's like same. work friends. It almost yeah. feels It was like. born out of, we have been to some blogging conferences or different type of conferences, but really the things that we took away from those, mostly a lot of times was the stuff that happened in between the sessions or in the hotel room at night or around dinner um, is those kind of conversations when you're like, you can't really Google this question. So be like, okay, well, what do you guys do about blah, blah, blah? I can't think of one or I'd say it, but, and then you just kind of hear what people are doing and how, you know, mm-hmm. dumb moves they've made or genius moves they made. And then you learn. And then that becomes a genius move in itself. Cause remember we right. talked about this with Tish, like, let's just get together and like, we can hang out, but also let's do it on purpose. And then yeah. we invited a couple other girls and we were so surprised they came. <laughs> so surprised. And people will come. I, that is shocking. And who, so who was it? Uh, Ann Bogle, Modern Mrs. Darcy. Mm-hmm. Emily Jones from Emily, Jones Designs. Mm-hmm. Jones Designs. And then Tish Oxenreiter mm-hmm. with The Art of Simple. And then and Emily then and, and Michael. And yeah, okay. so we have five of us. Mm-hmm. They came to my house in March mm-hmm. and spent three nights. Is that right? We kicked all the fellas out. Yeah. And then Brian even came for a few hours. Brian. (laughs) My wife was so mad at me. She was like, who is there? (laughs) Mommy was Darcy was there? I was like, yeah, no, her name's Anne. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Emily Jones? No, it's Emily Lex, actually. You know too much, right? And I'm a guy. That's That's interesting, though. It's, 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 It's the conference or it's the event without the event conference. All those dumb (laughs) sessions with dumb speakers. Stop it. (laughs) You have a thing about speaking. It comes out in all types of areas. (laughs) But I think a big part of it was we had to sort of jump over that hump of like, are we allowed to do this kind of a thing? Like you wonder, Mm. like, oh, we have to give ourselves permission to like, because you pay for it. Do this. You're yeah. like, I can't, where can I buy the ticket? Like, right. where's the event, right? You're like, right. no, just book the ticket. Right. Like, you can just do your own mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And, and sort of the risk of asking people to come. Because you're like, mm-hmm. why would they? 
I mean, th- you know, Emily lives on in Seattle. She, yeah, she came all coast. <laughs> we're on the east coast, coast, and she's on and said yes immediately. It right. just shows we're all kind of desperate. We for all that. need that kind of connection mm-hmm. and encouragement. And even though, like, I mean, I write about things very differently from all four of you, really. I mean, we all four write very differently, I think. And we have different types of blogs and different types of businesses. Yet we still, I learned so much from everyone. I feel like that's a genius move is Mm -hmm. don't always just seek out people who do exactly your thing. In fact, I feel like in some ways you can learn more from people who do a similar thing, but do it differently Mm -hmm. or even do a whole different thing, but in the same type of, you know, way or medium. And you don't have to wait for someone else to plan that get together. Right. You don't have to wait to be picked or invited. Go mm-hmm. ahead and pick yourself mm-hmm. and you be the one doing the inviting. And yeah. really lovely things can happen. What made you want to do that? What was the motivation or your need or how you felt and that made you want to do it and made them say yes right away? Well, for me, it part wasn't of just, it, oh, this will be a fun idea. Yeah, part of it was there wasn't really any conference I wanted to go to, but I missed that connection that I had at conferences that I used to go to. So we thought we could just make that happen on our own. That's great. Okay, so what about the listener who doesn't have these blogger friends who are all professional bloggers? And Join can- Hope Writers. <laughs> you exactly. can find your people. I mean, really. Can, we see people doing that now. People are doing that, and so, they're connecting and finding like-minded writers who kind of have the same types of questions. That's right. And they've like literally gotten together in their, in their same hometowns. I really... It does take some effort to go to a place where other people are gathering and doing things, even if it's just online. Yeah. Um, but then you might be surprised, people who are in your own hometown doing the same thing, having the same mm-hmm. questions, having the same struggles, and feeling just as lonely. And they might be right around the corner. It's so good. I I took some inspiration from you guys when I knew you were doing something like that. And so I was in I was in Nashville, I was speaking at a conference, and I had Saturday morning free, and I had three friends that I want to have breakfast with. And I was like, oh, what should I do? And so I reached out to each of them, and they all three said no, because they were busy at Saturday morning. And then I wrote them all back, and I said, hey, why don't we all have breakfast together? And they all said yes. Oh. Okay? Because now it's, oh, I also wanted to talk to that mm. person. I want to have breakfast. Yeah. And before we know, so I'm a marketer, so I built a little website. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Epic Breakfast Everything Club. For breakfast. Every meal. Yeah. What? Breakfast Club. So, so then we reached out to a couple of people that we didn't think would be able to come, but because of the four of us, they came. And before you knew it, we had 16 people. Oh, my no. gosh. We took, off, took over the, the upstairs of the Frothy Monkey in downtown Franklin. I was saw awesome. a picture on it. Yeah, Instagram, I, I think. I, I thought yeah. it was like an event. <laughs> and it no. was like an event breakfast with Brian that we just did breakfast <laughs> and the fun thing was like the conversations we had were so deep it you know we we had three questions that we went through during the breakfast and it was just it was really powerful so then I was I was at another conference a few weeks ago and same thing I was like huh there's a few people I'd love to have breakfast with some of them I've never met before and so you know we invited one person who invited one person before you knew it we had like 22 people at hmm. this one and it was awesome we took over the upstairs of um, the broken and yoke cafe in <laughs> downtown san diego it was awesome and that ca- came from i want to have breakfast with one of these guys yep. and all three of them say no yep you're supposed to go sulk when that <laughs> happens i know i was kind of waiting you're for that story you're not supposed to and then, and then when you tell them, oh, how about all of us having breakfast? And they say, yes, then you're supposed to be hurt. They've got time for the other guys, but they didn't have time for you by themselves. Do you know what I'm saying? The emotions that could come in that? Yeah, potentially. And you ignored all of it because mm-hmm. you had a higher purpose yeah. of something you wanted to accomplish. Yes. And I had this moment. I, I really enjoy connecting people. And so I had this moment where the conversation and kind of take a life of its own. And I went I went and picked up the, the pitcher of coffee or whatever. What do you put? Coffee in? Carafe. A carafe? Carafe. The carafe. And I was walking around <laughs> filling up people's coffee. 
and just the conversation was happening and I was like, Hey, it's not about yeah, me. Yeah. Good lesson learned. Oh, yeah, that had to feel good. But they had this they we were having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so fun. And I like somebody asked me, like, when are we gonna take our picture? Are we gonna take a picture? And I said, You know what? If it happens, whatever. And one of the guys there is a really well known professional photographer who's awesome, who never would have come to a breakfast with just me. And he's like, Hey, let's all take a let's take a quick shot. And the shot he took was so incredible. <laughs> he showed me this National cool Geographic. app. I'm like, How did how did you do that? <laughs> so the lesson learned is invite people just invite them say hey we're here let's let's get together let's build a relationship and that's what i continually i continually learn that i i think i'm the only one who struggles with this thing and i'm the only one who feels this way yeah and then what i do is i just reach out to somebody i say hey i have a you know can we talk about this and it's amazing how people will hop on skype with you or zoom or whatever i started a mastermind group and i just looked for three other guys that have that love Jesus and have kids and are married who support authors. And so there's a very short list of those guys. So I reached out to all of them and said, let's get together Friday afternoons at 2.30. And we've been doing it for like three months. And the things that we've been learning from each other and like somebody made a huge mistake. And I'm like, I'm never gonna make that mistake. <laughs> and I'm sure I shared mistakes and, uh, that I've yeah. made that he's not gonna make now. Right, it's yeah. really, really powerful. So the power of relationships, I think when we blog, when we write, we feel like it's a solo journey and it's not a solo journey. Wow. You guys are geniuses. <laughs> I've never had a genius move. <laughs> well, no, wait, I take that back. I use a timer <laughs> to get things done. Yeah, 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 that's genius. I actually. always turn on a timer. And it works? Yeah, it works. And in fact, when I started using the timer, I realized I could actually get things done, and I, and I actually got things done a little faster than I thought I would have, which usually it's the other way around mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Usually takes longer. I started getting things done faster, and then I started realizing I could do anything if I use a timer. <laughs> and I could, anything that I wanted to accomplish, once you turn it on, if you start working and you don't stop till it goes off, then you're gonna get something done. And if you can just make yourself sit down and start doing that, yeah. when before everything had been very muddy for me, but uh, it's different now. That's good. That's a Pomodoro technique, right? It's like a 25 yeah. minute. Actually, yeah. And I've Pomodoro, whatever that's uh -huh. called, was yeah. 25 minutes. Yeah. There's a little app you can put in your taskbar and you click it and it. There's uh, the guy that wrote the talent code. He's got a blog mm -hmm. called the talent code. And yep. I think he's a journalist. He studies people who learn things and what kinds of practices work best. And he studies athletes, a lot of athletes. To him, he discovered about 90 minutes is the limit. Mm. that you can't, you're just not going to be effective after 90 minutes. I do know one, I can't remember who the guy's name is, but he was a, he's a Schwartz, Schwartz, Edward Schwartz something, famous copywriter type thing. And he always did everything in 33 minute segments. He mm. would turn his timer on and he would do everything for 33 minutes and 33 seconds. That's all he would do. Mm. And he would say, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to, I don't have to work at anything. I just can't do anything else for those 33 minutes and 33 seconds. And he's written books and done all, had all kinds of success just from 33 minutes, 33 seconds at a time, <laughs> every time he sits down to do his work. So, uh, you know, whatever time works, I guess, you'd, you'd have to figure that out for yourself. The hyper-focus is really powerful. 
you could do that. You could basically say, okay, I'm going to give myself this amount of time. And then uh, if I finish it faster, then I can do something else. So I can, you know, whatever your little thing is, so I can go check Instagram now. Yeah. And so if you feel like you're getting stuck all the time looking at Instagram or whatever, yeah. set a timer, 25 minutes. I'm going to write for 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then if, if I... Well, writing is not a good example because you want to actually write for 25 minutes. But if there's, let's say you have three emails you need to write, if you can write them in 10 minutes, now you got 15 minutes to hang out on Instagram. It is genius, though, how much little things can add it up. It really helps. Little pieces just repeated over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, if you have, oh, I don't have time to write. I can't, I don't have time to sit down and do that. Well, can you take, can you somehow squeeze in 20 minutes? If you could just do 20 minutes a day, that's over two hours a week, which in months would add up to a whole lot, 20 minutes at a time. Ooh, that's that's another big lesson that I've learned uh, is realizing the the power of what's called the compound effect. So even if it's ten minutes a day, it adds up over time, and uh, we lose we lose sight of that. We think it's it's so it's so monumental. I'm never going to get to that. But if you just bit by bit, just a little step at a time, you can you can really accomplish anything, or finish your book or whatever it is. But setting aside that time each day. That's the biggest excuse I hear when we talk to people who haven't written their first book or haven't started a blog. Time. Yep. It's always that, right? I don't have time. I'm a busy mom. I have three kids, whatever it is. And yeah, you are busy. But what about the, the 10 minutes here? Or the, like just putting a little bit of time each day, it starts to add up over time. Not to make you feel guilty, but to empower you to say, it's okay to take some time and some and and just plan it out and go that's my writing time i'm going to write for 25 minutes at 12:25 each day and just show up and over time it develops a habit and then you'll really look forward to that time success is very motivating we all want to look back and say i'm so glad i have skinny abs but you know to do the to do the five crunches a day or whatever is not what we what we want to do but that's what it takes <laughs> that's what it takes <laughs> <laughs> okay. And here's something special. Emily recently talked with Erica Morrison. Erica's first book is Bandersnatch, An Invitation to Explore Your Unconventional Soul. Emily got Erica to talk about what turned out to be her genius moves for writing a book. What are some, if someone's just getting started and they're like, I would like to do a proposal and I'm not good at the same things you're not good at, or maybe they have mm -hmm. other things. What would you say, who are like some essential teammates that you have had? And that can be anything from, like for me, I had someone clean my house. Like that person was an essential team member for me yeah. when I was writing the book because it was, I couldn't keep up with everything. So yeah. for you, who yeah. were your essential teammates? <laughs> I, I, I mean, Bethany was, I mean, my, what did she do? Bethany was the, Bethany was my proposal editor. Like, okay, so, so she edited the proposal. Yeah. So I gave my very rough draft to my agency mm -hmm. and they're like, this is what we need from you in response to what you gave us. And so what they asked of me, I said, I can't do that. So I sent it to Bethany. Okay. And I said, can you organize this in such a way and then tell me what else you need from me according to my gifts? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was really, I call her my book husband. Nice. Because I, I noticed, like, Seth and Amber Haynes, they're both writers. Yeah. And they're both really, like, Seth is sharp. Right? He's very smart. He's very, very smart. And I remember them talking about all the times that he would read her book and be her second eyes. And that was her husband. That was her husband. 
Like and I remember husband, Sarah Bessie right. yeah. talking about her husband, Brian, mm-hmm. who is also very good at being that second pair of eyes. Mm-hmm. My husband has different gifts. Yes. And so I needed a book husband. You did. Right. <laughs> and so Bethany Bassett was my book husband. Okay. So you had a, a proposal editor. Yep. She was my proposal as editor. I like everything I wrote chapter. So beyond my proposal, she became sort of this in-between person between my actual editor on my book mm-hmm. and what I did. Yes. So I would get feedback from my editor and I can fill in this space. I write the stories. Bethany helps me see what I can't see. Right. And then what she tells me I need to see, then I can see it and work with it. Yeah. But she's, she sees things I can't. Right. She, was, she was actually my right arm. And I, and I think if you can't, if you recognize that you can't do everything you're being asked to do, find a book husband. Yeah. That's so not everybody has a book husband. Not everybody has one. And some people might be like, how do I find somebody like that? <laughs> For me, I found, and maybe you can tell me if you agree with this or not. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a matter of putting it out into the universe uh-huh. and saying, like, this is, this is what I long for. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. what I need. And it might feel impossible. Yeah. Um, but just even like sometimes like if you're buying a Toyota, if you're like in the market for a Toyota, then you see Toyotas everywhere, right? Yep. And it's the same kind of <laughs> right. thing. Like when you have a need yeah, for someone yep. in your life, like an assistant or someone to help you with your accounting stuff or whatever, yep. Yep. then you start to pay yep. attention. Yep. And that can just be one really simple way that people Absolutely. could begin to find the teammates mm-hmm. that they need. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's really tempting, even when you know what you're good at and it, when you, if you know where you begin and where you're and it's still tempting to think, if I can't achieve this, something's wrong with me. And I think that that's just one of the biggest misperceptions of the industry because it doesn't allow for everybody to fill in their space with their qualifications and with their gifts. I can't fulfill all of these qualities. I can't do all of this. And if I did, I would be leaving Bethany out of the communal experience, right? Right. It's like you're taking her part. I I can't take her part. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, and and her doing that with me allowed for her to fill in her space. Yes. You know? It's like you're giving people a gift by not being capable of doing it all yourself. Right. 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 Book husband. What do you think? You can hear the whole interview with Erica inside the Hope Writer membership site, how she learned to write a book proposal, how she got an agent before she even knew what an agent was, why she says knowing her weaknesses is her biggest strength, and you can catch up with her online at ericamorrison.com. That's Erica with a K. And you can go inside Hope Writers for just $1 for a week at hopewriters.com trial. You'll see Erica's interview and lots more video conversations with writers and editors. If you love to write, but you're intimidated, weary, aimless, frustrated, and you just want to hear from someone who's been there, well, there's something for you inside Hope Writers. Hope Writers is full of writers who have both been there and who are right where you are. Be a better writer, learn how to share your work. Yeah, that marketing thing, uh uh-huh. And maintain balance in your life so that you can write. It's all there and growing. And there's a private Facebook page, too, to connect, make friends, ask questions, a whole community of people to join you on your journey. Just go inside Hope Writers now for a week for one hopewriters.com slash trial. We'd love to connect with you inside hopewriters.com slash trial. In the next episode of the Hope Writer Podcast, sometimes in your writing you get worn out and you like you hate everything. You don't even know how to be a person. That ever you? Well, there is an answer. You need a rhythm or a system to funnel your writing energy into. So the next episode 
how to find a writing rhythm that works for you. Emily's going to have a conversation with Hope writer Kendra Adachi from the Lazy Genius Collective. Kendra revolutionized Emily's writing life with systems and rhythms. You'll hear how on the next episode of the Hope Writer Podcast, Episode 7 of Season 1, How to Find a Writing Rhythm that Works for You. And final words of hope from Louis L'Amour. Start writing no matter what. The water doesn't flow until the faucet's turned on. Thanks for listening.